Kwanza presents SCP. The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle and Adam Wilde. Man, how long has it been? How long has it been since we had an NHL player who's currently playing in the NHL on this show? <laughs> how long has it been? Since we did a podcast at all. That's been a while. Like, Jesse went to Mexico, came back? I did. Yeah, like, this This was the exact day that everyone started to get antsy. Yes. Like, I'm my mentions are just like, Oi! Where's a podcast? Give me an effing pod. It's like threatening, though. It's not even nice. It's yeah. like, yo, oh. you guys are really slacking in these summer months, eh? I'm like, uh, I'm like, LeBron's off, Johnston's off, everybody's off, and it's like, we're... We're in that ear. We're not in that realm, no. but I'm just saying. Uh, no, come we're on. higher. Come on. Yeah, exactly. We're hey, like, and hey. they would say that. We're 400 subscribers away from 30,000 on YouTube. How many subscribers does Elliot Friedman have? Zero. <laughs> None. <laughs> Garbage. I wonder if our if our guest, who everybody's super pumped about, would subscribe to us on YouTube. I'm not really sure. I assume he already does. Okay. Well, I hope so. His name is Connor Carrick. Welcome to the show, Connor Carrick! Woo! <laughs> Hi, Connor. Subscribe on YouTube. I don't, I don't know if I'm ever subscribed to anybody, but you know, I'd be more than happy uh, to help you guys out. Well, teach me. So I just, I just gotta learn how to keep up, you know? Well, Steve, <laughs> I don't know if you know this or not. Noted YouTuber. Could yep. probably help you out a little bit. And I mean, listen, the way your Instagram's going, we could start you a YouTube channel and take off in no time. I, you know, I did. I thought Steve. Was a, I saw his Instagram, his breakaway the other day. I thought oh! he was a player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you didn't know I was that good, right? <laughs> no, I uh, I just figured with Dangle in the name, he had serious game. And, uh, yeah, I saw the video. It speaks for itself, man. No, oh, it sure does. goalie really, yep. really brought his A game, I'm didn't so he? fast. I was doing my best. Uh, Connor Carrick impression because I was playing right D, <laughs> but somehow my first goal was on a breakaway. And playing right D, leading the rush. That's how I built my career. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Steve plays uh, in, in in the EA NHL games too. Do you play those? Like the like the video games? Yeah. Or the, yeah. Or the ones that you know, I I not a video game guy. Um, never got into it. I was it was an unpopular part of the room to be in. Um, <laughs> you know, when I was with the Leafs for example, a pretty uh, nerdy group. I'll go that far. Started all the gamers. Not my, uh, not my style. And, um, I, I, I just wonder if you like act if you move yourself up the line. Like for me, if it was me, I'm putting myself on the top pairing right away, right away. Oh, and I'm, a video game. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. I'm not saying I was always that stiff. Like I used to play, and uh, you know, I would. I, I don't think I've had an attribute under 99, if that's what we're getting at. Yeah. <laughs> In real life, too. In real life. Exactly. I, now I'm just picturing, like, the whole room talking about, like, Fortnite or whatever. And Connor's walking in and going, hey, you guys read the Daily Stoic? <laughs> is that is that that's your... That's a good start. One to one. That's, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> that's pretty accurate. When did that changeover happen for you? You said you weren't always that stiff. Like you know, uh, and I'm I'm using your words because I, I I don't think you're stiff. I mean, I, but I I do want to know like is, is was there a, was there a change in your career? I read one of your Instagram posts. Um, I think it was two days ago, and it's you at the gym, and you're talking about your goals and everything that you do right now is 
is will I win the Stanley Cup? Will this help me win the Stanley Cup? If it's a yes, then keep doing it. If it's a no, then I'm not even going to think about it. When did that mindset change for you? You know, that's a little bit, um, you know, I don't think I'm stiff either. I just think self-deprecation is in right now. But, um, you know, I I used to kind of have an idea of what an athlete should look like. And it's funny, as, as hockey players, I'm sure other guys can attest to this. You know, I'm not the biggest guy. Um, I'm not someone that, you know, if I were to walk in, uh, you know, to a restaurant or whatever, you know, it's not like the whole place turns and everyone wonders, you know, hey, I wonder if that what that guy does. You know, he looks like a wide receiver or, you know, a pro hockey player or a, or a basketball player or whatever. Um, and for whatever reason, when I would train, you know, I, I felt like I needed to look and, and be something, particularly look. You know, I felt like I should be this, you know, uh, big, tall, shredded-looking pro athlete. And at the end of the day, um, you know, the best hockey players in the world, you know, yes, being lean and, and all that's important. Being strong is important. Um, you know, but the game is not played in a weight room. You know, and that's kind of always been the joke of guys that don't care to work out. You know, they've never scored from a bench press. Um, <laughs> you know, and, that, and you know, I, I, I agree with that. And I think it just... I, I appreciate the art of the game more now than I ever have. And I think that's a little bit, I've lost a little bit of that, you know, and I probably when I went to the U S team, just cause it was such a, uh, like a factory feel you'd go in and I, and I did love the, the U S team, but it was, you're going to go in, you're going to go, you're going to go to work. You're going to come out a freak, you know, kind of like Frankenstein. It's just, uh, like a, you know, a, a, a creation of this beast and, uh, you know, physically, which I always appreciated and, and, I don't know. I've never minded working out. I've always kind of liked it. Um, but uh, just my focus this summer is the game, uh, the skill of the game, the detail of the game, all that, uh, probably more than ever. So how, how important is coffee to, to your summer training <laughs> regimen? I need to know. And, and do you have cashew milk in your, in your coffee or whatever it's called? Yeah, you, you Canadians throw a Y in that word. You know, apparently the, the milk milk dilemma uh, oh. needs a clarification. Is that a right. Canadian thing? Yeah, we say milk instead of milk. He's right. He's right. And pillow instead of pillow. What? What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we do that. We do that. Oh. He's right. You throw, you throw the Y in cashew milk, too. Like, I, yeah. it's usually M-Y-L-K. And I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that is. I, we don't know either, man. We don't know either. <laughs> Were you shocked when you saw bagged milk for the first time? But, uh, no, co- coffee's a big deal for me. I start every day, you know, with the, with the Chemex, the Picking Bad look uh, traption on my Instagram. It started as I was playing in Hershey, and we I actually feel bad. We had a trainer who would make this coffee, and it was inside this uh, thermos called the Cocoa Beanery. Was what it, it was the logo on the front. And the coffee was so bad that I would never go to this cocoa beanery. I'm like, I, I think what happened was they were supplying the Hershey Bears with coffee on game day. Mm-hmm. And I, and it was so weak. It was like, it was like bean water. It was not, yeah. it was yeah. not oh, God. But when that's what's available, right? So what I found out was it was actually just our trainer who liked really weak coffee was making it. So I, I apologize that I never gave my business to the cocoa beanery, uh, but I never went once based off this, this story. Um, and I found like Tim Horton's K-Cups at a Bed Bath & Beyond and all the Canadians I played with 
you know, had never uh, figured out a way to get them into the States and, you know, in a way that was convenient or whatever. So I was kind of the star in the room that week. Uh, the Bed Bath & Beyond was pretty well sold out at Tim Hortons K-Cups because, we, you know, it was the Cocoa Beanery or the Keurig was our coffee, uh, you know, brewing uh, mechanisms of choice. And then I just kept working my way up from there, and I was gifted a French press, and I started jamming with the Chemex, and it's been game over ever since. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Were you shocked when you saw bagged milk for the first time? Yeah. I had heard the term, you know, when guys would... Because it's a, it's a derogatory term, you know, when a guy's maybe a little overweight, right? Like, I'd heard Canadians call, like, another teammate, like, yeah. a milk bag, you know? Yeah. yeah body like a bag and, um, of milk. Yeah. I wasn't positive what... I wasn't, I wasn't positive uh, what in the world they were talking about. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, showed me that. You're, you're cutting out, my friend. Do you mind saying that again? I just had never seen it before. So at the first grocery store I went to where they had the, the milk bags, I was, it all clicked for me on, on what, you know, the, uh, the team jokes are talking about. Hey, so, uh, you know... It's it's funny because I, I've always we've always kind of joked about the fact that there's this magical line between the United States and Canada, and for some reason you passed this made up completely ridiculous like decided in 1812 and never really changed and we're not really sure why it's there anyway and there's really no physical barrier between the two countries but things instantly change when you cross the border on both sides when you came to Canada for the first time, were you expecting it to be all that different? And was it more different than you thought it would be? Or was it kind of like, oh, this is this is pretty much what we were thinking? I would never, I would never like feel it. I definitely felt it when I watched TV. Like the advertisements oh. were just so different. And I, I can't place, I, I just felt like they were goofier in Canada. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. Um, <laughs> and then there would be like weird moments in which I'd, I'm in a foreign country, I guess. Yeah. I guess, I guess it doesn't really feel foreign, but, you know, um, and I just went through it a little bit. You know, we get paid in U.S. dollar. All my, you know, banking and that was in U.S. dollars. So I just went through the pain of, you know, paying rent in Canadian and transferring money over and, you know, things like that. That was probably the, the starkest contrast. Yep. Um, and then trying to think, like, the Aero Bar. I was a pretty big fan of that back in the day when, uh, you know, growing up. Um, you know, up to Toronto, so I was pretty happy that I had access to that all the time. Do you uh, have that time? wasn't real pop? Can you even eat those as a pro athlete? Yeah, are you allowed? Are you allowed to have that? Are you allowed to have a beer? No, it voids your contract. Oh. Holy boy! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. that's a, that was well, a little uh, Lou Lamorella loophole there. <laughs> Some guy puts a burlap sack over your head and the, voids your contract. The reason the reason I ask is that I remember Nazem Kadri coming into the season a couple years ago, and I think it would have been your first season in like first full season in a Leaf jersey, and uh, so just after the Winnick trade, uh, and and you. I think it was everybody was it was a young team. It was an exciting team. We had no idea what it was gonna what was gonna happen, and everybody there's this huge article on Nazem Kadri about how he's in different a different physical specimen than he had been the year before, and he was talking about how he gave up cookies, <laughs> and like, <laughs> and, I was like and I guess that makes a huge difference. You know, it's uh, your diet is just a big collection of habits, and and I don't know if there's anything more personal. Um, you know, but Nas had a pretty good year that year. Um, of cookies was all it took. Good for him. Some of us out there are trying to figure out 
you know, who, how to know who's where on the ice and that. Nas has only got to worry about passing up the chocolate chip cookie to, <laughs> you know, have... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, okay, so I, I, I do want to know because, you know, the, we, we hear so much and, and, and it's funny, like, you know, I'm sure you're used to this talking to the Toronto media, uh, but there is sort of uh, like an italicized Toronto when you talk about the Toronto media, right? Toronto. In, in yes. hockey, I mean, it is, it is one of the centers of the media universe in hockey, if not the center. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, Chicago, New York, Boston probably be pretty, pretty hot on that scale, too. But, um, you know, for you and, and jumping in and having played in Washington a bit, played in Toronto and now having played uh, in Jersey, you know, what's it what was it like? What is what's what's it like market to market? Like, is is the Toronto media that bad? And is it does it actually deter people from wanting to play here? Because that's something that we hear a lot. Now, I think role on the team matters really, uh, you know, quite a bit to this um, this question. Just because, you know, I I was not a 50 goal scorer, believe it or not, guys, with the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. So, you know, I had my fair share of media, um, but you know, in terms of discomfort, you know, the, the the hardest part was just in small locker rooms or a lot of it, and uh, you know, I had to try and untie my skates quickly so I wasn't, you know, in the way. <laughs> other interviews or whatever. Right. I, I never saw it. I can imagine, you know, I, I still follow the team. I still have a lot of friends you know, that are Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, I personally love the idea that, it, you know, you just felt like it was um, it was a big deal being a Maple Leaf. And that was validated by, you know, how many people are in the stands, how the organization treated you. Um, you know, you're, you're, it was first class all the way. That's what was expected. Uh, I know that it was the culture that we had in that room uh, that we were going to try and give, you know, our fan base in the city, you know, the best we could and, and, and win a Stanley Cup, and we weren't able to do it, you know, when I was there. Um, personally, I'd say no, because it goes the other way, too. Like, there, as an NHL player, we all grew up as fans, and we went to games, and, and we enjoyed the big crowds, and that's what you want to play on in front of. You want to play in front of people that care. And... Uh, I always found it to be a privilege. Is there a day, you know, you're tired back to back or, or maybe in practice you got back skate or whatever, and do you not want to answer a question about, you know, the turnover you had last night in the last six minutes? <laughs> yeah, maybe, but, you know, the answering the question was not the hard part. You know, sleeping after the turnover was was more demanding than that. Kind of, uh, I don't know. That, that I never makes a lot of sense. Yep. I get it. Oh, dude, I make, I make turnovers in video games that I think about for the rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go to bed. What's what's uh, what's the biggest difference? Oh. Sorry, what's that, Connor? That's why I quit playing them. I couldn't take it. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's, Steve has broken controllers. Oh, so. I have. And friendships. <laughs> I've ended friendships. What's, what's the biggest difference uh, no longer being on a team managed by Lou Lamorello? <laughs> What's what's the what's the freedom you have now? Well, I'm growing this massive beard. Um, <laughs> no, um, you know, I thought Lou was great. I, I, if you're running an organization, I think you need you know kind of roles and expectations, and you're better off being um, overly clear with those than than not communicating those at all. And Lou was very clear about you know what he wanted and, and where you stood and. I don't think uh, if you ever crossed Lou, I don't think it was like eternal punishment, you know, like he let you know what he was unhappy with. 
been over. Um, you know, it was interesting. We've just uh, seen the different dynamic, you know, like in, in, in Washington, George McPhee treated me really well when I was really young. Lou talked to me more, you know, man to man every time that, that we talked, you know, Sam McClellan wasn't around much in Washington, wasn't, he didn't have a very personal element to his management style, just a uh, little bit I was called up there. Um, you know, Jim Nill was, was very cordial and, and treated me with great respect in Dallas. Uh, I've had, you know, a good, I don't know, I guess you'd call it a good relate. No, none of them have, uh, you know, it's funny you ask that everyone, my mom, after every contract asked, you know, after I sign, are you happy with it? And I'd say, you know, Mom, I asked for uh, 10 years, 10 million per, but they said no, so I'm pretty happy with what I got. Frank, uh, <laughs> And, and now after a pair of trades, you're uh, with the New Jersey Devils. And I, and I just want to know how excited you are to be uh, one of the four amazing right-handed D they have. They, yeah. they have you, Subban, uh, Damon Severson, and also, of course, Nikita Kusev. Yeah, I was, uh, I'm, I'm, thank you for saying amazing. If I had an arbitration case, I would have used this podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm... You know, a strong team. You want to be on a competitive team yeah. in the NHL. You want to be with playoff hopes and expectations. Um, you know, I think uh, Ray Shiro's had a busy, you know, offseason where he was, you know, wheeling and dealing and, and trying to make his team better. And, and it sounded like at the end of the year meeting that that was his expectation for himself. And now it's on us players as a group. You know, we haven't uh, started, you know, training camp or anything like that, but I'm imagining, you know, everyone in the Devils organization is it's a bit to get going. Well, I mean, the Devils had, I think, from pretty much everybody, it's pretty. They had the best off season of the of the whole league. I mean, like, I don't think there's a, a team that that added more talent without giving up much. And, Subban, Gusev, Simmons, they kept Carrick. Yeah, and and that's I, I, in all seriousness, like it's a it's a deep deep team. Um, and obviously Taylor Hall is the guy that's you know they're going to be the big question mark going into this season. I won't ask you about that because what are you going to say? But uh, you know obviously that there's got to be, and I I don't know how this feels for you, but if you're going if you're going back into Toronto with a team like the Devils, like with the, how strong the Devils are, Connor, it does it get you excited to be like okay, all my friends are over there, and I got a team that can absolutely match. And, and and beat these guys any night. Is there a little bit of that competitive edge? Like I'm I'm going out there and I'm giving just a little bit more tonight. I mean, absolutely. I just think the NHL has so many games that naturally there's going to be ones that just catch your eye first on the calendar. And you know the the Leaf games are always you know big games for me. The games against Chicago because that's where I'm from are always big games. You know Dallas will be important. You know, now that I've got a little history there, mm-hmm. Washington was who drafted me, and I think I'm running out. Um, <laughs> you know, but you you want to? I'm competitive with my friends. I wanted to beat them in practice. I wanted to beat them. You know, when we played them, uh, played the Leafs early last year, and Dallas wanted to beat them. Um, absolutely, I want to. I want to beat every team I play against. But no question, it's better when you're going on a little fight with you know with a with a bigger gun and. You know, the, the hope is that with New Jersey uh, that we're, we're a team to be reckoned with this year. Well, and, and I want to know uh, how you're going to prepare to play a player who you were you played with last year, and he's probably going to be in the running for Leafs MVP this year. I want a scouting report on Kenny Agostino. 
What 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 can Leaf fans expect out of him? Kenny's a great dude. He uh, he worked for you know real hard getting the puck back down the stretch. You know he was on a little bit on that second power play unit uh, that we had. We were you know pretty thin uh, run down with injuries at the end. Um, Kenny's a good dude. I, I you know got decently intimate uh, understanding of his game. Twenty games is is not nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I haven't seen him year out. Hopefully he can, uh, you know, grab a spot, you know, in that in that lineup and run with it, and a lot of great players to develop chemistry with. Um, you know, I know there's been some departures, so you know, I'm not uh, overly familiar with the depth chart, but I'm wishing Kenny Augustine all the best, man. That's cool. It's gonna be great. He's going to be the best on the Stanley Cup champion in Toronto Maple Leafs, who beat the New Jersey Devils <laughs> in, in the Eastern, Eastern Conference, Conference Final. <laughs> I assume. And you know, you know what I want to hear after that? What's that? After that blood feud in the Eastern Conference Final. I want to hear Connor Carrick on his own podcast. And you've sort of been alluding to that. Is that going to happen? So, um, I... I worked with a, with a guy actually out of Barry reached out and, and kind of said, you know, Connor, I, I, you know, what you're trying to do with your platform and, you know, the positivity and, and sort of inspiration to, to make good on that inspiration, turn into action. He goes, I want to help you. So I have a little uh, documentary that I'm going to upload. I'm going to compete with you, Steve, on YouTube. <laughs> I'm, I'm well, now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Eventually, you know, I, I would, uh, I'm definitely considering the works of, of a podcast as shown here. I don't mind talking at length. I think that's a prerequisite. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy talking hockey, so it'll, you know, th- there'll always be a component to that. That's a core part of who I am is that love for the game, you know, but I also enjoy, you know, discussing uh, other avenues. And that was, other other areas of growth and, and well-being, mental, physical, you know, kind of spiritual. And I really dove into that when I was, you know, out of the lineup quite a bit as a Maple Leaf. Um, you know, I, I think that the human spirit wants to, you know, experience, you know, growth and and challenge. And you know, when I was kind of out of the lineup, I wasn't getting the evaluation uh, every day out of the sport that I was accustomed to. I wasn't getting the satisfaction of good job, bad job. I wasn't getting uh, tested as frequently. And, you know, to try and maintain a positive mindset, I, I really tried to dig deep and, and uh, we call them adversity reads. You know, guys will, you know, kind of mess with a teammate when you're walking back on the, on the plane, whatever. And a guy had a bad game and he'll, you know, he'll be reading the adversity read. You know, I had quite a few of those out. It was definitely a, a time period in my career where, you know, I wasn't thrilled with where I was. Um, you know, my podcast uh, I might be featuring some of that. My thoughts, you know, in and around, uh, you know, well-being and, and personal growth. It'll be as much as a learning experience for me as, as, as you know, I, I enjoy talking about it. I hope to have people on it that I can learn from, as well as uh, just putting some good into the world. You know, I, I'd like to think that I can contribute to uh, the community that I'm part of that way. Well, I think that would be a much list or a must listen. You know, I think that that's something that Connor. I, I know you're no stranger to this. There's a culture around the NHL, and we always compare it to what the NBA and the NFL are doing, where there seems to be uh, you better get in lockstep with the team. You better not say too much. 
uh, or you're going to be in trouble or ostracized or whatever. And therefore, when anybody makes any sort of comment that's somewhat borderline interesting, which is rare. <laughs> yeah, not you know, even controversial, not just even interesting. Just, ah! Yeah. And especially in, like in places like Toronto, as you've seen, you know, it can get blown up and taken out of context and because we're just dying for somebody to say something. What do you think the reasons are for the for like because in the NBA it happens all the time you got NBA players starting like five or six different Instagram accounts so they can defend themselves on Stephen A. Smith's Instagram <laughs> comments uh, you got you know you got NBA executives who are telling people to stop criticizing their shirt you know and then and then you know in, in hockey it's like it's just this very kind of closed off quiet uh, thing and you you rarely hear candid answers is there a reason for that do you think you know, hockey's always had an, an admirable tradition uh, built into the game. It's, it's a little bit of a fall line game. It's a it's a play the game the right way. You know, play in a way that serves your teammates. Uh, act in a way that serves your team. And I think that'll be preserved. You know, hopefully it never leaves hockey. I don't I don't think it will. Um, you know, basketball historically just had flair, um, had you know players with. I don't know necessarily if they had louder personalities or they were just more willing to, to share that, you know, aspect of themselves. I think hockey is that it's the players in today's game are, are receiving more pressure to be more of themselves as a way to grow the game. And that, that's kind of what I'm doing. I think as players, we're all celebrities to some extent. We're all you know, uh, come from, you know, groups of friends and family that supported us growing up and kind of had our hometowns and our home ranks. People care who we are there. And if you reach a big enough level of, of success, you know, uh, people tend to gravitate towards you. So I just think as a player, I have a responsibility to leave the game better than, I, than, it, than it was when I arrived. And I think that that fan connection is so easily made and accessible nowadays. And every player dips their toe in the social media anyway. Like every player is on, you know, one of them, Twitter or Snapchat or Instagram, and they check it more than, they, than they'd honestly answer. You know, I've been on the team buses. I know what guys are on their phones doing. <laughs> yeah. um, I just think as players, and we've seen it, we've seen the NBA grow at such a rate there's there's such a recognizability to the game i'm not a huge nba fan but i know you know where Kawhi leonard signed i'm sorry toronto fans i know i know about the round i know who steph curry is i know who his wife is i know james harden is and i've watched very minimal basketball in the last 24 you know 12 to 24 months right but there's just a way information kind of subliminally is released through different channels that you learn and follow the league casually. Um, and that, you know, turns into revenue for the league. It turns into attention. And we have a great game in the NHL. We have we have superb talent. I think the game is going to get so much faster and so much more skilled in a short amount of time. Um, it's only to become more attractive. And I do think players are tastefully starting to uh, take the responsibility of growing the game maybe a little bit uh, more, they're just doing more of it. Uh, that's the best way to put it. Well, and that's that's like, like every once in a while, Austin Matthews will post a Snapchat, 
and and hot and girl summer. He's man. A, he's having Big a good time. summer. Um, and you know, and it's kind of like you see you see the personality from him on that level. But Austin doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's going to get in front of a group of reporters and say something outlandish, right? He's just not that kind of guy. Um, and I I wondered for you, you know, you saw. Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, William Nylander come into this league same time you did, basically. It was all that same year, right? That you guys, it was just a bunch of young kids and JVR, Bozak, and Kadri. And uh, and I, I wonder, like, when you, when you have that attention instantaneously, you talk about the effect on you mentally. What, what do you think the mental effect was on those guys and yourself in being a young team, being an exciting team, being a team that surprised, but all of a sudden you have to deal with all the things that you just mentioned. I mean, you know, as a player, you're, you're, at least I was taught growing up, you know, your focus is to improve your, at your craft and any brain space award to anything else is kind of like cheating. Like you're cheating on your sport. If you're not thinking of, of a way to get better, you know, around the clock. And I can only imagine the guys that are even better than I am that, that they have an even greater responsibility you know, to the talent that they've been they've been gifted and created you know, all through their childhood. Um, you know, I think that those three guys you named in particular, Nylander, Marner, Matthews, had, you know, a lot of eyes on them very early. Uh, you know, the, the coaching staff and management definitely tried their very best to make it a, a hockey-first, you know, sort of environment in which they could, you know, get the game in order and then begin to, to handle more responsibilities. Um, they all do have great personalities. They're they're very lovable people. They're awesome teammates. They're they're interesting. They're they're a lot of fun to be around. They're they have you know a great genetic sense to them, in which people are drawn to them, both because of their talent, just who they are as people. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they all wear it. You know, growing up, there's going to be successes and failures in their career as, as Leafs, and hopefully they're all for a long time. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see. I, I, I think they'll be influenced by, you know, the more veteran status as they grow up. They'll they'll feel more comfortable um, in their own skin. I think that's natural progression. You're, I think, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see with how the team does, if they open up more or, or not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know. I can only... The, the demand on superstars in Toronto is is unique, and I think there's only a really small handful of people that you can ask about exactly what that's like. And you know, frankly, I, I wasn't one of them. Um, you know, but it, I, I definitely would support. I think that they would do them well, uh, and, and you know, Mitch maybe is the most in the spotlight. You know, Willie's not afraid, um, and Austin, you know, has had you know the. the the fashion shoots and things like that. I think they'll all continue, you know, their toe deeper and deeper in the water. I don't think anyone's going to take a cannonball. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, as players, we, we pick our head up and look around. You know, you look at what the superstars in basketball are doing and what they've been successful with. And, um, you know, I think as, as people and players, we like to think of ourselves as, I don't know, dynamic and, and, change and able to handle more responsibility and that might be how they handle you know their media and, and, and branding and business uh you know responsibilities moving forward um connor and again i'm, I'm asking you this question but i'm not going to ask you the trip the typical toronto media version of this question because 
everybody's heard this answer a billion different ways, and there's no way that you could possibly answer it anyway. But just so that people on Twitter can calm down, calm down about what's going on. Slightly. You were Mitch Marner's teammate for three and a half, four years. You know him. Did he enjoy being a Toronto Maple Leaf? Have you ever seen him drink blood? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Does he like being a Toronto Maple Leaf? Do you get the feeling he wants to be here? I mean, Mitchie's, um, he's a special person, and he's, he's a special, special player. He's an absolute blast to watch as, as someone who now plays against him, as someone who had the luxury and privilege to play with him. I always got the impression that Mitch came to work every day, uh, never feeling that it was that. He loved being a Maple Leaf. He did everything he could. Um, you know, every night that I was there to help that team win, uh, I haven't seen him, you know, do anything that he had to put his heart and soul into. Um, I have to think Mitch loves being a leaf. You know, I, I can only imagine, you know, the dynamic of, of what's going on there. I have a lot of respect for the two people on each side of the ticket and, and Kyle Dubas and how he always, you know, um, dealt with it. And I have a, a, an immense amount of respect for Mitch. Uh, he's still one of my close friends. We talk, um, you know, decently often. I'll be, you know, very upfront that I have been very hands off about. You know, the, I'm sure everyone's asking in terms of what's he thinking in sure. that. Yeah. Uh, his, his his girlfriend, an absolute sweetheart. Our uh, my wife and his girlfriend are very very close. You know, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see. You know how it takes shape. The whole hockey world is is anticipating, you know, waiting to see what happens. Um, you know, we'll uh, we'll see. You know, it was funny. One of the things I've always considered that, that helps me in times of uncertainty as a player. You know, am, am I going to play soon? Am I, you know, getting traded? You know, curiosity about my own contract. The, the you know, time moves forward. You'll always get your answer in hockey. Like you'll always know. The answer eventually to the question you're asking, and you know we'll see what what uh, what happens. You know, mm-hmm. you wouldn't answer the question about drinking blood. <laughs> did you hear the question he, about drinking blood, he Connor? He did. Drinking blood. No, never seen I don't blood. think he heard it. Never no. Oh, you never heard. Oh <laughs> uh, no, no, <laughs> never no. seen him drink blood. Okay, and Connor, I think I, I think the last question is, and this is just a personal thing. Are and this is this is going to sound really inside, but I don't care. I'm going for it. Do, do are. It, when you're a Toronto Maple Leaf, are you aware of Steve Dangle? Hmm. I mean, I think his game in general has shown on Instagram <laughs> demands attention. <laughs> you're damn right. He's coming for everybody's job, right? right. I need a contract right now. Right no, I, now. I just always wonder what it's like to have, like, you know, to be in a dressing room and then have some guy on the internet yelling about you. Like, I would, <laughs> I just wonder what that feels like. You know, by osmosis, you learn, you know the names of, of, of people that are, you know, following the team and are fans of yours. And, and as a player, you know, it's interesting, right? Because, Steve, I'm assuming, you know, this career path you're on is really born out of, you know, your love for the team. Yeah. And you have a love for the game. Players have a love for the game. And at your core... You want to be liked by fans. You want to be admired in the way that, as a player, you know, I admired my favorite players growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, we always, uh, Steve, we appreciated you, man. And, and you're, all you guys being, being Leaf fans at the time, um, we always uh, appreciate our fans. And, and you know, if, if you're someone, you know, like yourself, who, who gained some attention and, and you know, if you, you've obviously got, you know, this podcast and, and your YouTube channel and that, um, you know, if you said something funny or whatever, I have aunts and uncles, they, you know, would follow the team just as anybody would. They would send me something if it was funny. No, I, I definitely knew who you were. Okay. No, I've always wondered what that reaction Thanks, would be. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> I, I appreciate that very much. You hear things, Connor, through the, like, in our position, you hear things through the, through the, you know, through the walls, right? It's, it's like... You know, it'll go broken telephone, or so and so says to so and so says to so and so, and we've heard we've heard mixed things, never from the Leafs themselves, but always from management and things like that. Not not necessarily even with the Leafs, just people. Uh, so it's it's very very interesting to get that perspective. So thank you for letting me ask that question. I and, appreciate it. And now things are going a full 360 where we're trying to take each other's jobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I gotta say, I like my chances. I like my chances. You never should. You never should have let me in the door. <laughs> <laughs> well, Connor, we're we're looking forward to you when you when you put that video because I have seen that. Uh, I have seen Con- Connor's video that he was talking about earlier. Ooh. I can't can't wait to Ooh. see that and the reaction Board? to it on Instagram. Any idea when that comes out? Um, I'm debating uh, today or Monday. Okay. My two. Okay. Kind of. Uh, Somewhere in between there. Probably today, as long as uh, I'm on my way out to a skate uh, with a friend up in Michigan. So as long as I can get there in a timely fashion and I didn't hit, don't hit any more traffic, I'd like to get my hands on my phone and, uh, you know, get out uh, what I was looking for, looking to do. And then if not, I will... Uh, Fail and then get it on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, All right. That's uh, that's what we do every time there's honest. a new episode. Uh, people people uh, go, when is it? And I go, I don't know. But ask, it will ask arrive. Jesse. <laughs> yes, it will come here soon. Uh, Connor, it's it's been a pleasure. Thank you for being so candid with us. Uh, we're looking forward to this show, man. We really are. Whenever it happens, uh, you'll be like the Danny Green of uh, of the NHL. It'll be nice to have that perspective, and it was great to have it today. Uh, you can follow Connor on Instagram at Connor Carrick just spelled how it sounds. Uh, you can also follow uh, Hoagie the Frenchie, who's Connor's dog, mm-hmm. who you should follow. Yes. Because, duh. And, uh, and man, I hope this is not the last time. I hope next time it's in person. So when you roll through with New Jersey, if you, you, know, if you can make time between the skates or whatever, uh, feel free to come on with us. Absolutely. My wife uh, did launch a blog recently called Pucking Fresh, and that's with a P. <laughs> nice. Um, um, she's really excited about that, works very hard. I know what her intentions are and what her goals are for, for her platform. Hoagie the Frenchie's been a little dormant. I think after this plug, I'm going to have to, uh, you know, change that and give the people what they want because the Hoagie content is is consumed at a rate that uh, <laughs> people put, man. People Dogs are good. You so can't, I'm going to have to... Uh, you can't have a dog that's, that looks like this. That, like, you cannot have a Frenchie that looks like this and not post pictures, man. And I'm talking daily pictures. We need to get on this. You and Lexi. I think Hoagie needs to follow Iggy and Charlie Dangle. <laughs> Shameless. On Instagram. Follow my dogs <laughs> is what I'm trying to say, Connor. Collaboration. Hey, yeah. And, and so best of luck to Lexi. Connor, best of luck to you this season. Uh, it's going to be a great one for the Devils, no doubt. And uh, thank you so much for making time for us today. It really was a, a pleasure. Thank you, guys. Have fun. All right. Have a good one. See you, dude. You too. You too.
Wow. January 14th, circuit on the calendar. New Jersey versus Toronto in Toronto. There you go. Hey, there you so, go. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm looking forward to that. That'll be fun. I wonder if we, I wonder if like they're in you're they're usually, especially if it's Jersey, they're in and out, right? There'd be no way we could actually get them in. Oh, like in the studio? Yeah. It depends how many days off they have. Uh, they have after the game. You know, never never know. Maybe the Ontario guys want to. Sorry, I'm adjusting to. You ever have your headphones on for half an hour and then you got to get used to what normal hearing is like? That's, I, that's I don't what have I'm that like anymore because right it's that's every day. It's t- it's too natural to you. Yeah, it's just I, I, it's not even I'm something still, I think about. Uh, um, I, I I feel like I, I I sound like I'm in a tunnel. I thought I thought what he had to say specifically about his time in Toronto and the end of it. I mean, you got to remember, the guy still played 47 games his last season in Toronto, so that's not a small number. Yeah, but. I, I mean, you could see it when he was here, how frustrating it was. And to oh, be honest I mean, with you, we knew at the time there were better options. Like, he was a better option than the, what they were playing. It was probably his family members going, this guy says you should be in the lineup. Yeah, yeah. This right. guy says it every video. Look, yeah. If you're sitting there and you see a guy who you're clearly better than, and every night that person gets this opportunity, when you know you could probably take that opportunity and do so much better, that's got to yeah. be frustrating. Yeah. I think I think it should be praised for not once bringing up Roman Pollock. <laughs> during that whole thing, <laughs> no, you couldn't do that to me. Did no. I, oh, did you did you catch what I did? What did the, you do? I, I said he's one of four really yes, good right-handers. Yes, I did, and he caught it too. You a-hole. I know. <laughs> <laughs> did, did yeah. Said, yeah. Thanks for including me in that. <laughs> yeah. But. No, uh, Nikita Gusev. Yeah. What did you oh, because he the, was the. Oh, he's not a defender. He's not a defender. Oh, yeah. I got okay. I got fooled on that one because yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's right. Because I thought I I had it inverted again, so I I thought he just thought you made a mistake. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think he just like oh he's Steve made a mistake. I'm not gonna call him out on it. That was by the way that Nikita Gusev thing has messed me up forever because now I don't know what he is. Hmm. You know left when, wing. When, yeah, don't forget. Right. yeah, he's, he's not even a right wing. wing. He's no, a, no. He's left wing. <laughs> yeah. But Steve said he's a defenseman, and now I don't trust either. A right-handed defenseman. <laughs> I just like, I don't know, man. I listen, folks, who. Some bombed my mentions with that. <laughs> Listen, how can you even have a podcast? I don't. Oh, I don't know, man. Sorry, what did they say? How can you even have a podcast? <laughs> it was like, like two well, minutes. It's an interesting thing about the podcast is we decided to. Yeah, <laughs> that's how we have you, a podcast. This cartoon cat, are you doing an impression of? I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> Nobody likes a Charlie. Anyway, in the box. I thought I thought uh, that was fun, and you know, it's it's uh, obviously yeah. Bluetooth is hard to do an interview. Or, yeah. Um, yeah, that, yeah. There I think some it would be glitches. even we, even more fun with him in the studio. But um, what I appreciate about a guy like that is that you know Connor Carrick knows who he is, and Connor Carrick knows what he is. And I think I think this season, you know, in Jersey, they've got a guy in Tyler Dello running their analytics operations. That's going to really change the way I think New Jersey plays hockey. It, it obviously changed the way that they uh, went out and got players this year. Yeah, I but, think, but. Yeah, that's it, a, it's a bit simplistic, but like, sure. But I, I think, think it'll be interesting to see how this goes for him, and I and I think it'll be really interesting to see how that podcast goes for him because I really think oh, like totally. that is really if he's doing that during the regular season, that's really stepping out on a limb for hockey, and that's going to require like the approval of the New Jersey Devils, like, yeah, PR folks, and I just hope they don't kibosh that. Like I hope they allow him to have have some fun with that. Danny uh, Green it up a little bit. Yeah, well, Danny Green has never really been that controversial. He's just been candid about things, right? He's just, yeah. And I'm, he's an interesting guy. That's basically it. You put Danny Green yeah. in front of a microphone, he's interesting. The, Connor Carrick seems the same. I don't know if it was his podcast or another one, but when he uh, he talked about the whole Raptors parade, so good. 
So do you hear him talk about Marcus All and just how wasted he was? <sighs> like he, you could see it was great. It, whoever did it, I want to say it was Yahoo Canada Sports or Yahoo Sports Canada. They um, they overlaid it with footage mm-hmm. so that you know he's telling the truth. And you see Marcus All just sitting on stage going, "I'm drunk, man. <laughs> I'm drunk." And he's saying this to Danny Green. He's literally sitting next to Justin Trudeau. He's sitting next to the Prime Minister of Canada just going, I'm drunk! <laughs> and at one point on one of the floats, he was just, you know how drunk people just do random things? He just bit Danny Green on the back. <laughs> just bit him. I think you've done that to me a couple times. Drunk. Bit you? Yeah, I'm sure you bit me, for sure. Have I bit you? Yeah. You also do this thing where if if I get Steve drunk enough, mm-hmm. um, he'll kiss his wife like a camel kisses. Oh, and- that's my favorite <laughs> thing in the world. She hates what it. What is this? The the camel kiss. What is Where, that? Well, because camels, it's really hard to do over audio, but like camels just have like sort of like they a, have puckered lips all the time, uh, right? Like mm-hmm. a puckered but lazy lip, and so I'll just I won't. <laughs> so he'll just walk <laughs> if, up to if her you're and watching just... the YouTube thing. So my hand is her face. I'll just go. <laughs> Like smash my face. Oh, you just kind of shove your mouth. Yeah, in yeah. Her. She really doesn't like it, especially when. Which makes me do it a lot more. Steve did it once with cake in his mouth too. It was great. Oh. <laughs> it was, oh, awesome. yeah. <laughs> it was uh. great. So yeah. Anyway, uh, Connor Carrick, that was awesome. Thank you for mm-hmm. doing that, Connor Carrick. Yes. Um, hey, so. What you want to talk about? Well, hmm? do we want to talk about how fun the Leafs dressing room seems? Sure. I mean, it sure seems like a dressing room that licks that much ass must. <laughs> Must have a good time. So this isn't real. <laughs> is what? Well, Jesse, is what some the things happened is. while you were in yeah, Mexico. Jesse, you, yeah. missed, uh, you missed a bunch, and I'm gonna read. <laughs> You're gonna read a fake thing. I'm right? gonna read. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna hope. <laughs> hey, hey, everyone who just realized the podcast was marked explicit. Um, to, right now is our ass licking discussion. That's right. And I'm looking for it. Igor Aranko seems to have taken it down, which is interesting. Oh, has he? Yeah. Interesting. But I will. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm looking. I'm looking. Uh, but it originally was I, an Igor Aranko tweet that yeah. was, I I'm, guess, translated, correct? I'm looking for it, too. That's not here. Yeah, but like, translated by him, a guy who speaks Russian. Do you want me to read it? You have it? Yeah. How yeah. do you get it? It's just on Google. Oh, it's on the okay. The pension plan puppets have it too. No, the Yahoo Sports one is really good because they have the uh, explanation as well. Okay, if, do you so, have it in front of you? So Go ahead. Triple P, but uh, yeah. So, um, oh, okay. He didn't put it, turn it into a picture. That's why I didn't see it. Okay, Igor Ozhiganov to Dima Irakalov. Anyway, it's so different overseas. And that means overseas over here. Uh, when you get to a locker room, it seems all the players are ass lickers <laughs> that just wait for the coach to come and lick his ass. They run to him, laugh, laugh of his jokes, uh, make up to him. In Russia, nobody talked to such a player. Now, apparently, this is out of context, what Ojigana was actually saying, according to Sergey on uh-huh. Twitter, is that players in Canada are far more eager to communicate with their coach and vice versa. In Russia, it's kind of taboo. The coach is God and should never be bothered. Ah. I like the ass licking better. I I mean, who doesn't, right? But uh, I... Uh, <laughs> this was my favorite non-traversy of the summer, I think. I don't know if so it's going to get tough. who was it... Uh, who's the one who wrote the ass licking thing out? I- Igor Ironko. Yeah. Igor Ironko. Well, Igor Ironko was relaying it from an interview 
with someone else. Yeah. So maybe the other person, I don't remember who it was, maybe the other person mistranslated it or something, and Igor Arango, seeing it and understanding English, went, well, this will play super good. Yeah. Just throws it up on Twitter, and it turns out it was just a game of broken ass-licking telephone. <laughs> you know, it's the best broken ass-licking telephone I've ever heard. So, I, I, I are we say. saying that Babcock's ass is dry? Yeah. <laughs> it's not. I can't even. I mean, it's hockey season. It's not ass licking season. No. Now they, he does talk about Mike Babcock in the article, though, and the pension plan puppets have lovingly uh, taken this and 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 translated it into context as much as possible. Now, so they asked him about, um, they call Mike Babcock the most expensive trainer in the world, and I think by trainer they mean coach, right? That's yeah. the Russian equivalent. And he said, well, and he said, what is, what's unique about Mike Babcock? And he said, well, dear, because he won everything possible in his career. Hmm. There are nuances in his approach. Every day he will ask you, how are you and the family and so on. You don't walk past him. Mike knows how to, how to build a homely atmosphere. As in, you talk to the coach. You don't walk past him. You, you talk to him. Ah. And they said, well, he wants you, to know how you're operating. Next day, question. You know? Do you know who Mike Commodore is? Yes. And he goes, what? yes, I heard about that. And Mike Commodore is a former Babcock player who Mike Babcock never played. And Mike Commodore, I think I think he gets drunk in tweets, right? He must. Well, is Matt, he have you seen this? He yeah, tweeted no, some shitty things. But why is this a question they asked him? Well, Run. because they're like, hey, did you like Babcock? And he goes, yes. And they hey, go, but what about this what guy? What about who this one not? guy who you don't know who might hate him? Like, what kind of. That's not I, very fair. Uh, I don't know. Is that a fair question? Well, it's Russia. So remember, remember when <laughs> they were shot? Remember in Finland when they're like, do you think that you will be make. They asked the Winnipeg coach, like, do you think that they will, you will make them your daddy? Oh, like, uh, they yeah, asked Paul yeah. Maurice, and he's like, "Whoa, we are not in North America." Yeah, wait, I'm <laughs> they asked, sorry. What? They asked sure. far more biting questions in Europe. Well, sure, biting, and also like with the uh, a lost in translation. Yeah, but Adam, you're oh, you're a good interviewer. Uh -huh. If you're talking to Connor Carrick, do you go up to him and say, "Hey, Mike <laughs> Commodore hated Babcock. Do you hate Babcock? If what Mike, do you think of that? Do the devils <laughs> lick ass? <laughs> <laughs> we should have said, hey, Connor, do the devils lick ass? <laughs> Tell me about how the... Why? Why'd you get traded out of Dallas? Were you relieved because it was just a team full of ass lickers? <laughs> I th the common denominator here is Roman Polak. That's why Jim Hill yeah. and the owner were so pissed off mid-season. There was just not enough ass yeah, going on. His ass wasn't licked yeah, enough. It's, it's fucking Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan are just not eating enough ass here. Fucking horseshit that there's not enough ass lickers on the Dallas Stars. Jim Lights. <laughs> put it on a shirt. So to to put to to be frank, yes. Now the thing is to answer uh, your question, Jesse. Yes, you should ask that question. I mean, there's questions we probably could have asked Connor Carrick mm -hmm. today, but I feel like I'd like to have Connor Carrick back on. Right? Yeah, oh, Where, you know, well, Connor Carrick. We also had him and then didn't have him like three times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so preparation was difficult. But we'd like to have you know you want to develop a relationship with people so mm -hmm. that they feel comfortable answering questions that are a little bit tough. Sort of like the, the Mitch Marner question was a bit of a tough one for him. Even though Mike, do you think Mitch Marner be likes being a leaf? That's all I said. Yeah. But in this context, it's okay because he's in Russia, man. Mm -hmm. So you can go and go. All right, let's go hard. Let's talk about all this crazy shit. Yeah, it's one of my favorite things of the summer. 
Oh, absolutely. Just now the, hey. Amer- the Russian who goes back to Russia oh, and you get the yeah. weird translator. So it's always great. So yeah. he said, so so Igor Ozhiganov says, yes, I heard about Mike Commodore. And then the interviewer says, have you heard his sayings about Mike Babcock? He called him a charlatan and a piece of shit. And he said, <laughs> now, two very completely different things. Igor Ozhiganov said, it's hard for me to understand him, him being Mark, Mike Commodore. My mm-hmm. own example and the example of Nikita Zaitsev I can say that Mike Babcock is a very decent person why did Commodore say such things I do not know and ba- and and then so the interviewer continues and this mm-hmm. is really he's really trying to and he said uh, Babcock kicked him off the team twice uh, perhaps this is still the case and Igor Ozhiganov says this there are such cases when a player intersects with a coach in different teams like uh like himself, he mentions himself with a former CSKA and current coach in Akbar. So he played; he's playing for the same coach that he played for CSKA in his yes, but not in his last year. Yes, I was confused by yeah. that too. Yeah, and I think yeah. they're I think they're friends. Uh, and the opposite situation happens. This is a normal occurrence. Looks like Commodore just didn't suit Babcock, uh, but he did not give a shit about him uh, to make such statements. And in fact, that Mike changed him and didn't send him to the AHL. You know what he sounds like. Like the, the 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 English translated South Park Chin Pokemon cartoon. Like Juju Nesby's do not have the heart for such endeavors. <laughs> like, like it's, just, <laughs> it's just the 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 lost in translation. It all yeah. it doesn't quite work. You don't realize how much you talk and coll- colloquialisms, which is the hardest word in the world. Um, they just don't translate, and we have them. They have them. And when you, when you have a conversation and you're translating both, it's just nonsense. Yeah. Basically. Well, it's like when, when Igor Ojeganov says, well, dear. <laughs> well, well, dear. dear. Um, and, uh, and, and the last question again, Commodore and Babcock. Is there a coach in your career that you would like to say the same words as Commodore about Babcock? And Ojeganov says, yes, but I won't name him. <laughs> yes. And it's so, pretty clearly the coach who healthy scratched him in the KHL two yeah, years ago. Yeah. So anyway, very, very interesting. It was um, It was very funny. And it's a shame that it's not true. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> wanted so shame. badly. We could have rode this into training camp. That could have been Hall of Fame hockey quote all time. Uh, it really I wanted, is. If Babcock has an ounce of humor, he will open training camp with the media with, Hey, what's up, ass lickers? <laughs> <laughs> I hope he does. I really want him to. Um, so, Jesse... In the time that that we've in between podcasts, Jesse went to Mexico. He did. Yeah, I did. I did. I Jesse, did. yes. I just wonder how your trip was, man. This is the first I've seen you. Oh, oh my God, it was it was fantastic. I've never been uh, to South America and uh, spent a lot of time on the beach. Technically, it's North America, so you still haven't been to South America. America. There's only three countries in North America. That's still haven't one. been to South America, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I went to a lower <laughs> went to a lower part of North America. There you go. It was great. Spent a lot of you time on the, the beach. You went to the place where the asses are licked, maybe. <laughs> It's the booty part, right? You know, maybe it, uh, <laughs> I was like, I yeah, don't understand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I get it. Maybe there's a weird stretch. Spanish translation where they talk about ass looking. Could I be. don't know. Could I don't be. Know. But we stayed uh, in a jungle uh, one night, and then uh, we stayed on the beach another night in a tent, and uh, ate a lot of guacamole. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of avocado down there. I don't know if you know this. It's amazing. Had good time. That. Rode rode bikes through Tulum, which is great. That's where we stayed in the city of Tulum. Oh, okay. I yeah, was like, yeah. don't know that. Yeah. You seem to be like eating on the beach and drinking. Yeah, that's all I did. I had margaritas and mojitos on the beach and that's it. Are the margaritas better? Yes. Everything is better. Everything, because it's not, it's not Mexican food. It's food. 
So it's right. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it is better. Like they they have mezcal instead of tequila. Oh. Like it's the higher end of the tequila. Mm-hmm. It's like a tequila. Oh. It's a fancier. Oh, okay. It's okay. made with. Uh, it's I forget what it's made with. It's yeah, it's it's a smoky one. So you have like you have mezcal mojitos and that sort of mezcal Ooh. in your in Ooh. your margaritas. It's fantastic. It's it's an experience. And I recommend everyone do it. All right. Oh. Yeah, because we didn't do the uh, like the Cancun resort thing because that's like the all you can eat inclusive things. That's not fun. So we so we, we yeah, freaked Jesse out the day he left because he. He goes on the air. He's like, I'm going to Mexico today. And TJ oh. and I look at each other like, oh, 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 have fun. And I and it was yeah. funny because like my experience in Mexico was completely different. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I did the the uh, the uh, you the don't want to do that, which I never should have done. No. But I was I think it was 23 and I was going with my girlfriend. And, you know, it's like you, you get what you can. And you did 23 year old all inclusive. Uh, Were you well, yeah. the most bored people? Uh, well, no, no, no. Like all inclusives uh, aren't just for old people. You ever been to one? No, there's a no, lot of young it's, people. It's in all mainly inclusive. for young people, and like, oh, part. It's mainly it's mainly for like partiers who want to go and like, hey, I'm getting drunk, drinking two dollar tequila or free tequila shots because yeah. all inclusive. We're gonna hook up with oh, everyone. There's so, yes. that bring their own big bubba things from like 7-11. Right. <laughs> and you you fill it up at the all inclusive the buffet, and that's what you do. Yeah, and you go and party. What? And you don't yeah. pay for anything. So we did the couples kind of res- resort thing where we went to Tulum, which is like a, a, a tourist town, and, okay. and avoided Adam's mess. Oh that my he, god, because you. Get off the fucking plane, and the first thing you get before you even get your bags is somebody trying to sell you a timeshare. And all along <laughs> the way, it's just fucking timeshare, timeshare, timeshare. Hey, hey, my friend, my friend, timeshare. And uh, like, like you're gonna just buy that on a whim? People do. Yeah. And there are hundreds of salespeople at the South airport. Park? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. And you're just trash Aspen. Aspen. <laughs> I have a little place in Aspen. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Your friends that was Adam in the airport. Yeah. Whoa. And, and then, of course, like, there's guys with, like, assault rifles at the airport right. and stuff. And, and oh, cool. Yeah. No, but, I mean, it's a, it's it was different because I was in Puerto Vallarta. Well, Adam, was it actually an assault rifle? I think we need to get caught up in the semantics of what isn't is isn't. Was it, it thirty to fifty wild hogs? He could have been, that he was I'm holding. Glad you didn't miss that. <laughs> I did catch that. How am I you to kill <laughs> thirty to fifty wild hogs when my children are running around in three to five minutes? Them. It's so specific. <laughs> it's so specific. I didn't miss that one. Yeah, no, yeah. that was fun. Um, and it, 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 that was funny. Did um, a gun write this? <laughs> So like, gu- how did the gun learn Twitter? <laughs> it's true. Oh it's a Russian gun. Oh, well, dear. Did the gun ask, lick how, ass? How do you lick oh ass God. of 30 to 50 feral hawks? <laughs> so, Adam, you did an hour away from us where all the partiers oh are. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. and it's the thing is, is that it's, it's so... I hated it because... Mm-hmm. They slap a wristband on you. You're with a bunch of fucking strangers who are already lit. Like they're already fucked up. And yeah. then you go, and then you bust to the resort. And then all they do is drink and pee in the pool. That's it. And so yeah, I'm, I, I'm like I no. would never do this again. Never. It sucked. You're you're in a prison. Like you can't leave the resort. Yeah. And it just, it was like, this is this is awful, I hated this. You would have loved how we did it, where we go, oh. bi- we bike through the town, I would and love like, that. we had bicycles, yeah, it was a great time. We stayed in the ocean, not in any weird resort. See, yeah. I need I needed an adventure. Yeah. And like, the uh, from adventure. getting from the airport to our resort, we have a private taxi, because we're going like an hour away from the airport, not to, in a big van with all the partiers to oh. Puerto Vallarta. And, or with some guy from St. Louis, who just explains yeah. well. all the differences between the place ah. where you live in St. Louis. Louis. Yes. <laughs> we had we happened to be on the Fort McMurray flight. So uh oh, what? Yeah, so we had the rig guys who are ready to 
the fucking oh, no. party. And I don't know if you, if you don't Hello, know what I'm talking about. Hello, welcome to Mexico. Where do I find coke? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, cocaína. Cocaína. Oh, is that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. It's, it's not that. You, you, you put a little stank on everything now. That's gracias. <laughs> there it is. It's funny that, that, um, it's funny that, uh, uh, <laughs> that we were on that. If you don't know what I'm talking about, if you're not from Canada, you probably wouldn't understand this. But in northern Alberta, that's where all of our oil sands are. And yes. that's a significant industry, a significant engine of our economy for the entire country. And so a lot of guys are up there, and it's cold, and it's expensive, and they're working like 30 days in a row. Okay. And then at the end of that 30 days, they'll be like, okay, where can I go for 200 bucks? And, and literally, it's 200 bucks to go from there to like Vegas because there's so many flights back and forth. And another cheaper destination is Mexico. So we were on... A party. We were in a silo of party. Like we were oh, in a, a, a in a little tube of party. Like people who were just ready to explode. So I think it was like we were expecting, I guess, to be like just call, like let's gear down. It's a vacation, and these guys are like, "What's that?" <laughs> and they, to be fair, they were all a blast. Like it was really funny, but it was just it was a lot of energy, man. Come on, I'm blowing was... all my money on off road vehicles, and I'm gonna blow the rest of it on this trip. Let's go. Sorry, I know that I know a few true. people who have been to Fort Mac. Yeah. So our plane ride down it was a similar experience except the complete opposite so we were on the same half of our flight it was one of the giant planes but half of our flight was taken up by a family who was going back to mexico to celebrate their grandmother's 75th birthday wow so if they were just rowdy and the, um, the stewardess at the beginning they're like um we have a pr small problem with our uh, our alcohol it wasn't uh, packed onto this plane and everyone was like no you didn't <laughs> You just don't want to serve this Jaguar of Mexicans all the alcohol on this plane. And then some, one of like the family members yelled at them, You just don't want to serve us alcohol! And they're all rowdy. But it was fun rowdy. Because it's just a giant family yeah, having fun on a plane. That, right, right, right. And, they were yeah. like rioting. That, no. like, that sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. and they're wearing t-shirts and on the back had 75 and every one of their names was on it and it spelled out 75. So it was very cute, but they were super rowdy the entire time. See, now that's the kind of family I want to have. Right? That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Still want to serve us. Yeah. <laughs> it's not something I don't think any of my aunts or uncles have ever yelled. It's like, oh, all the rest of the food is here, but the alcohol is yeah, not. That's weird. Mm. Oh, we forgot it. Whoa, it's the thing we make the most money on, and we right. forgot it. Okay, right. We sure. just, oh, oh. It's just like, gosh, you know, some days you just make a mistake. Oopsies. I don't think so. Oopsies, poopsies. Yeah, but your plane was uh, the opposite of opposite. the party. Well, and, and again, the guys were fun, rowdy, but it was like, it was pretty extreme. So, um, I think I think it was just that maybe we we it's not it wasn't everybody else's problem. We were the problem. We were the ones who were expecting something different, and then it turned out not to be the case. You know what I mean? Oh, but anyway, yeah, you guys are the guys who screwed up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We took the party tube to Puerto Vallarta, man. It's get on board or not. All right. Um, but yeah, I'm glad you had a good time, man. That yeah, sounds thank like, you, thank but, you. Now you, Steve, are going to Washington, right? Uh, Florida first. Florida first. Florida You're for five Florida? days. I'm going to Florida. I didn't know that. I've never been to Florida. Uh, You've never been to Florida. Adam has so never many been to Florida. tips on Florida. I know, man. I could. He's a frequent uh, yeah. flyer. Where, where in Florida? Uh, Orlando, because we're gonna go to uh, Harry, Harry Potter World. Oh. You're going to Disney yeah. though, right? Uh, I don't think so. I think you're not just, going to you're Disney no. World. Doing Universal. Oh. I don't think so. Hey, my oh. wife's the Disney nut. Leave that up to her. I don't you are care. you are gonna go all the way to Orlando and not go to Disney. We're gonna World. do other things. You guys are nuts. You're yeah, nuts. you should. You should. Oh, you're absolutely nuts. nuts. You've lost your mind. But I want to go to Hogsmeade. No, 
Well, I mean, yeah, that's apparently Harry, Alley. apparently Harry Potter World's great. Mm-hmm. But why wouldn't you go to Disney World too? Maybe we are going to Disney World. You, that is no, you, I don't think you can do both. Because, like, you uh, Universal's up on the, up on the map a little. Okay. Right? Yeah. And then if you I don't do, you can't do it if you do day. Disney World, you need three days of Disney World. Yes, you do. If you do three, one, yeah, you can't do it in one day. I no. did Disneyland in one day. You could do no, no, that's same. different. No, no, no. You need three different days of Disney World just to do everything. Yeah, it's so awesome. At least, like, yeah. well, now with Star Wars Land, they've now it's four because they've got like they've got <laughs> Disney World, like the Magic Kingdom. They've got okay. Epcot. Yeah. They've got the Animal Kingdom, and now the Star Wars thing too. And they had the ESPN World Sports. What's the Tomorrowland? Tomorrowland. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Did you mention that? Oh. I, I think yeah. it's part of Epcot, isn't it? Yes, yes, yes. It's so, it. But that's my favorite one. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. It's really it's cool. It's awesome. Yo, and that's the thing. Like you, We stayed there, and you could stay in the music resort or the movie resort. And then there's like memorabilia on the walls and stuff like that. And, mm. and it's, it's, mm. it's really neat. But you, um, you at least should see the Magic Kingdom while you're there. You have to see the Magic Kingdom. I'll talk to Mrs. Zangle. You have Zangle. to go see the the dancing bears that are animatronic that are from like 70 years ago. Mm-hmm. And you're like, how did this even happen? The Hall terrifying. of Presidents. I'm sure they've added Donald Trump to that by now. Uh-huh. It's also, uh, it's off Boo. season right now. Like everything, uh, yeah. everything in the South is off. Like when we went to Mexico, it's off season because everybody goes there in the winter. So like everything was open. Right. And like there's no tourists there. So if you go now, it'll be perfect. Yeah. I don't, no everyone, one's going everyone's there. Everyone's like... Wait a sec! Like no one goes there now, and it's going to be really hot. I'm like, you're selling this to me, (laughs) right? I think I've talked about it on the show before. I I remember we uh, we had a conversation once about like how could you not want to live in that sort of heat? And a bunch of people from like Orlando and Tampa and Sunrise and like Miami that area were like, actually, uh, yeah, (laughs) actually, you can't go outside for two months of the year. And we were in Caprice and I were in Tampa. I think two years ago or three years ago in August because my parents have a, a, a tiny little place near there um, where they've retired to. And uh, so we get to go, you get to go down, stay for free. It's the opposite. My parents aren't there. They're up here. Yeah. And every single afternoon, first off, it's always 35 degrees and the cool. humidity is at a million percent. So every afternoon you get the biggest thunderstorm you've ever seen in your entire life. Okay. And, and the great thing is you're beside the ocean. And in Orlando, I don't even think they're beside the ocean, though. Right, like it's more uh, inland, uh, so it's just. Hot. I've done. I I, I want to emphasize how little research I've done for this venture. I literally just want to go to Harry Potter World. That's all I want to do. Okay, and everything else is but you secondary. You must go. You must go to Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Whatever you're doing, cancel plans. <laughs> you must go to Magic Kingdom. You're gonna try to find a beach. Well, yeah. yeah. You can do that. Orlando's very inland. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then um, we come home, and then less than a week later, then I go to Washington. Okay, and what are you doing in Washington? Doing a book signing with uh, Russian Machine Never Breaks. That's amazing. They are, uh, we're doing one more page books, which I think is technically in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And then uh, later that day, we're going to have a, a party. Cool. Well, and also, when, he, when Steve comes back. Walters? Okay. Look when it Steve up. comes back. Yes. That week, there will be, we think, almost confirmed, and I'm just going to tell you that it's happening. Um, oh, yes. We can't tell you exactly what's happening, but there will be an event that week. Mm-hmm. A podcast. Event. That is live. <laughs> yes. We're not going to reveal who, with whom, the times, the dates, the details, That's the week whatever. of the 26th That's correct. Yeah. In fact, might circle Before the 29th living. on my calendar if I were you. Um, oh, and uh, Durham and Durhamish folks, I'm going to be doing a... Uh, oh, I'll post the, about it on Twitter a thousand times. But um, I'm, I'm doing a signing at a library in Oshawa on August 22nd. Pet peeve. 
What? Why can't we ever do events on Fridays? You guys? Well, that one we chose not to because it's the long weekend and everybody would be out of the town. No. That also, makes it even better. And I have a wedding to go to that weekend, too. Damn it. <laughs> so, uh, oh, do you have a long weekend it's my wedding? Cousin, my cousin, Mike, who I love no. Long weekend you weddings, gonna, man. Oh, are you gonna, <laughs> Mike, Mike, Mike. He might have to hear no, it. Man, Mike. What's worse, long weekend wedding or uh, my neighbor in a few weeks is going to a cash bar wedding? I almost had a cash bar wedding. What? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. I would have charged to be MC. It was gonna be like a toonie bar. No. No. <laughs> F no. That. No. F that. You're a bad friend if you do yeah. that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Trash. I'm not coming. Oh man. <laughs> it's you know I don't know I don't see the big deal of it but but yeah, I've I've been to lots of weddings I don't need well, to I don't see another one. See yours. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. I you know I actually am getting to that point. I'm sort of like, like, I've seen a lot. I don't, you know. Oh, you're that guy. Well, it's it's sort of an exhausting process. Although with Mike's wedding, I'm really excited because Mike, Mike, my cousin Mike has like worked hard to get to where he's at. Mm. And this woman he's marrying is great. And, you know, he, he struggled in the past. So this is one of those weddings you're like, damn, I'm so freaking happy to I'm see where you're at. Right. Yeah, yeah. This is a this is a cousin I'm really proud of. So, man, I'm, I uh, I think um, I think this one, I, I'll, I'll suck it up for this one. But I, if if I'm at the point now. With weddings, where unless it was like Jesse, right? Like unless it's a close friend, Someone I'm probably not going to go. So I, I still really like weddings, big fan. But my dad, like, can't stand them. I hate. And, like, I'm he, not your dad. I, he he like wants to go to like seventy or doesn't want to go to like seventy five percent of them, and I think it's because he's waspy and married into an Italian family. So it's like every year there's like two or three, yeah. and it's gotten to the point where he's like, oh, who, which, who, "Whose cousin who's, is this? Who's this? Who's this? I don't know. Who's, yeah, I don't know." Well, because and every Italian <laughs> wedding is minimum four hundred people. It's bananas. It's crazy. Uh, it's like a. It's it's literally like a concert coming to town. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I'm I'm pumped about this wedding. This one's this one's I've I've had this circled on my calendar for a while. So uh, long weekend or not, I'm pretty pumped to be at this That's one. That's fun. Um, uh, I probably should have said where that Oshawa thing is. Oh yeah, Oshawa Public Library, McLaughlin Branch. That's uh, 65 Bagot Street, I'm going to go with. B-A-G-O-T Street in Oshawa. August 22nd, 6 p.m. Nice. There we go. There's still uh, Your book is still available at the Toronto Eaton Center. I saw it there yesterday, Did last you? night. Oh, yes. I signed a bunch of copies in the uh, Oshawa uh, Town Center. Yesterday, fun. So if Just you want to go pick up an autograph, yeah. If you want to pick up an autograph book, there's a bunch in the oh, store. Did you walk into the store and just start signing your books? Well, you gotta ask. <laughs> it's their property. I just wrote it. Like <laughs> it's your book. Ask me that, and I'm like, no, I couldn't just. It, uh, just why start, not? Well, because once I sign it, they can't return the book. Oh. So uh. I, it would be a jerk move to just be like, ha ha, can't also, return it. Who returns books? Like, uh, well, like for the book signings, yeah. uh, what they do is they just order way too many books, just in case, and then all the ones they don't sell, they oh, just give back. The store can't return it once yeah. you sign. Oh, I thought you meant the person who buys it can't return oh, it. Oh, I was like, that's, just, that's called the library, if you're oh. returning a book. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, I don't... They probably could. You could probably return it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense that the store can't return. Yeah, it. no, yes, no. Yes, so yes. it's about the store. Mm -hmm. So you got to get permission, and then they put on the little sticker. <laughs> it's a little sticker. Yeah, a little sticker that's assigned. Jesse, Mitch Warner hasn't signed yet, guys. Yeah, okay. no, no. Uh, well, no. <laughs> I, well, so here's. I, I just wanted to ask how Jesse's vacation was, but yeah, also, uh, I have fun with. I want to know yes. if you saw this while you were gone. Okay. 
So this comes from football, but because training camp's on, finally, I did see finally, Stephen A. Smith and uh, the other guy. And uh, and then Skip and Shannon. Max Kellerman. Yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> Max Kellerman, former rapper. Uh, oh my yeah. God! I forgot about that. Finally, they've stopped talking about basketball because, Aww. like, because it's like okay, enough, right? Like it's There's mid July. No stop it. Yeah. Um, but what they are talking about is what the NFL season's going to look like. And mm. Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Did you see this story? No, 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 I'm excited. Oh boy. Okay, so Antonio Brown. Full disclosure, I'm heartbroken that he's not a Steeler anymore, but he seemed in the last couple of years to be losing his mind. No, he's a Raider now. Oh, because yeah. he didn't want to be with the Steelers. And you know what? Ben Roethlisberger didn't help because he's got his own radio show in Pittsburgh. What? And he would call out Antonio Brown on his own radio show in Pittsburgh. Does yeah. he have his own radio show? I didn't know that. Does he? Yeah, he's, got, he's, got a, he's got a pregame show and like a Sunday night show. It's weird. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think it's a, well, I guess it's a pregame Sunday night show. Yeah, that would yeah, make sense. Yeah, yeah. So he's got his own show. It's it's very strange. So there were a couple times last year where he pissed off his teammates by saying stuff on the show that it's he should. Like if Austin Matthews hosted the pregame show, right? I mean, at least Radio Network. Here's uh, Austin Matthews. And, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. you know, I think and I'm going to be pretty good tonight. <laughs> after Austin Matthews comes Storm and Norman Rumack. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, what? On the, what? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, he's so anyway, it 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 pissed him off, and rightfully so. But Antonio's also. He's literally a character from Ballers, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's literally he is that football guy who who makes big money, spends big, and he's 31 and he's the best receiver of the last decade by far, probably one of the top 5 all-time. He's incredible. I believe you. But the Steelers had to basically trade him for nothing because he wanted out. They 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 couldn't agree on anything, and so they basically gave him to the Raiders for like a second and a fifth. It was it's awful. It mm-hmm. was an awful trade and it sucked and everything sucked. Now one of the things that athletes do is they get in those cryo tanks, right? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. You know, where like, you know, they, they it cools down the muscles and I think it helps with regeneration. I'm not really sure the science behind uh, it. Yes. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Makes you feel good if you get hurt. And I don't know if you've seen Antonio Brown's body, but it's perfect. He has I'm the perfect body. Sure it is. It's not Conor Carrick level, but I'm sure it's close. Except that when Antonio Brown got into the cryo freezer thing, he didn't wear proper footwear. So he hasn't been at training camp for a week. Oh, no. Because his feet are frostbitten. Oh, gosh. Oh, shit. A wide receiver whose feet are frostbitten. And that's because he knew the regulations. He's done it before. He just didn't put them on because because Antonio Brown, man. And the... I got to show you a picture. What's the recovery time? I don't want to see that. Oh, no. Did he post a picture? Oh, yeah. I kind of want to see it. You have you got to see, see this. Um, it's it's absolutely. Is he going to be ready for the season? They don't know. And so here, I have my, so he uh... put this up on his Instagram. Oh, Ow! Gosh, okay, yeah. that's not as bad as I thought yeah, it was going yeah. to be. But oh, yeah. So basically, the entire God. bottom of his of his foot is falling off. It's just an entire layer of skin dead. What an idiot. Yeah, what an idiot, right? <laughs> oh, now, my. I'm if sorry, you're stealing... but you're, you're an idiot for doing that. You're, you're a professional athlete. Yeah. Take care of stuff, like your body. And if wow. you're a Steeler fan, this isn't the first time you've been like, Antonio, why do you have to be such an idiot? Come on, man, you're, you're Antonio Brown. Anyway. Oh, gosh. I, oh, I don't, I don't know if I'd post that. <laughs> I don't know if I would post that. Like, there's a lot riding on the... He's smiling in the picture, at very least. But it's carelessness. Yeah, it's stupidity. Pure pure stupidity. There's no other way around oh it. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, so. no, no. It's, it's literally... 
It's the, the reason it's cold is because of liquid nitrogen. Yeah. You're freezing yourself. Yes. Like for a minute or something <sighs> like that. Holy shit. Um, I want to oh, I want to continue this. Thing. Oh, oh, there's, there's more because the story's not mm -hmm. ending. So this is a story I think we're going to pay attention for to because we love a little drama, especially mm -hmm. sports drama. Mm. And I have my uh, fantasy football draft coming up in two Sundays from now. So yeah. I'm Same. Very, very interested. In this. Um, yep. So according to Michael Silver, <laughs> I got to pick Doug Flutie. And Michael Are Silver you? is yep. a Sports Illustrated reporter who's been there for 30 years. Said, uh, even before, and this is a bit of a long thread, but stay with me, okay? Mm -hmm. He said, even before suffering bizarre injuries on his feet, Antonio Brown alarmed Raiders coaches and teammates by rallying against the NFL's enhanced enforcement of helmet regulations, a policy change which will likely force the star receiver to switch to a new helmet. Brown's vocal resistance to the mandate... Uh, during, uh, during both, uh, sorry, both during OTAs and shortly after his arrival in Napa, California for training camp has continued, uh, to be a disconnect with the team that acquired the seven-time Pro Bowler from the Pittsburgh Steelers in March. According to four sources familiar with Brown's current absence from camp, which date back to last week, Raiders coaches and players are concerned that the receiver's unhappiness regarding the helmet issue may play a role in his decision to stay away from Napa. Brown initially left to seek additional medical opinion opinions on his frostbitten feet. Before leaving, he pushed back for a third time against the league's prohibition of the helmet model he's worn his entire career. He continued frustration. Uh, his continued frustration around the situation has created a buzz among teammates and coaches, one of whom referred to the saga as honestly the most insane thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I don't know why it's so important to him. It doesn't make any sense. The pushback began in May. The receiver was informed by the Raiders that the NFL had officially eliminated the one-year grace period for the certain helmet models, including the one born, worn by him, which had fallen short in laboratory testing. Um, this meant that Brown and 31 other players who finished the 21, uh, 2018 season on NFL rosters, including quarterbacks Brady and Rodgers, would have to switch to approve helmets. On a conference call with reporters, uh, Jeff Miller, the NFL's executive VP of safety and initiative, said the team, uh, any team found to have known about a player wearing a band helmet or to have facilitated, facilitated the use of one would be subject to lead discipline. Each team's equipment manager has been instructed to remove all banned helmets. All of this was conveyed to Brown at the team's training facility a few days before the start of, of Phase 3 OTAs. And the first players, uh, the first time players who are allowed to wear helmets are wearing them on all on-field workouts. He showed up to the first OTA. However, he requested his old helmet after being told to wear the approved model. Witnesses say he loudly voiced his displeasure, complaining QBs such as Brady and Rodgers were not being subjected. Shortly thereafter, he stormed out of the facility. Later that day, Raiders officials found video footage of Rodgers during Green Bay Packets, Packers OTA session wearing the approved helmet. <laughs> the following day, Brown showed up and acted like nothing had happened. <laughs> Accepting the new helmet from the equipment manager without protest and completing the workout. However, sometime uh, in the next couple weeks, he once again tried to take the old helmet on the field, which he had had. So he had an old helmet at mm -hmm. home. He'd had it reprinted with Raiders silver and black colors. I knew it. He was told I the helmet it. was not allowed, and once again, he said, "Okay, fine, I'll wear the new one." Before he arrived at training camp last month, coaches and teammates believed the issue had been resolved, but. Uh, he Brown, who had practiced on his tender feet for only two days before leaving to seek another opinion, tried yet again to seek his old helmet on the thing or on the field. Excuse me. Ultimately, being told by officials to remove it, he's still freaking out about it. Says one Raiders player, he hasn't been here for for a while and nobody knows where he's at. And this continues. This is a twenty tweet thread, but this is something we got to keep an eye on. I just I just want to know why. 
So, okay. Th- does the helmet give you special catching powers? Yes. In his mind, yes. <laughs> yeah. And this probably. Is, this is... We... It's, it's, it's a different version of a... Of a conversation that we've had a thousand times mm-hmm. with a thousand athletes across all kinds of sports. Well, not a thousand athletes. Maybe a few dozen. The special ones. The truly special ones. And I always get people <laughs> saying, like, well, like this craziness, like this unreasonable drive is what makes him great. I hate when people say, "Oh, it's what makes him great." Yeah. Like, I, I, there's this, there's this subgenre of literature, uh, uh, just studying the elite of the elite in their respective fields. You mean the field that Malcolm Gladwell started with Outliers, and then it's kind of trickled down into everybody doing parodies of that? I I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but like, I just. What I always I find this stuff fascinating. I as as a study of the mind, but there's hordes of people who are like, this is how I will now live my life. <laughs> yeah, this is the way you're supposed to think. And I'm just like, listen. God bless Gary Vaynerchuk <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. Like, but I, I'm so sick of Oh, here's another Gary Vaynerchuk video with mm-hmm. with some font underneath, and this is how I will live my life now. No, it's supposed to be like a motivator for like when you're down in the dumps yeah. or something, and hey, pick yourself up and uh, this all this uber motivational stuff. Who's that guy who all he does is post videos of him like walking without a shirt and talking aggressively about how you're a bum and a loser and you oh. should Oh, Eric Thomas. I don't oh, know. God. On Monday, I grind. I, yeah. On Tuesday, I grind. <laughs> what are you doing on the couch, piece of shit? Yeah. And I'm just like... <laughs> Eric Thomas is actually really... You should listen to him. He's, he's interesting. He, uh, for sure. But interesting. Just, but he's like, no. he's like, if I'm awake, I'm grinding. There's, there's a huge <laughs> difference to me between interesting and life coach. Like, yeah. that's how I am now. Is I just follow... You know what? Antonio Brown, like, there are people, I'm sure, who are like, you know what? Antonio Brown will not buckle on this helmet thing, so I'm not going to buckle on, you know, hey, tomorrow in my office, they're going to switch the staplers, and I'm going to hold, like, a, I'm just going to protest, I'm just going to sit on top of my desk, (laughs) holding the stapler above my head, because this will not stay. Dude, you're not Antonio Brown! Yep. You're not! Yep. Sorry. Well, the last three tweets of this are interesting, and I'll go through them quickly. Since joining the Raiders, Brown has frustrated his new bosses by showing up late to numerous meetings and often appearing unfocused. According to witnesses... According to witnesses, he typically glances at the screens of several tablets and his smartphone during the meetings, distracting himself by engaging in activities such as perusing his bank account and liking photos on Instagram. (laughs) So, still according to one source, the meeting thing isn't that bad, but the feet, helmet... And going dark are a bit of an issue. <sighs> Damn, dude. The feet. The, 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 the feet. The feet are a bit of an issue. Like, <laughs> what a ridiculous story. But you know what? He's great. And he's one of the greatest of all time. He hey, is. maybe the secret to his greatness is burning his feet with ice. <laughs> He just wanted to be more extreme, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, I'm very excited for this story. Just, uh, I don't need safety gloves because I'm Homer Simpson. <laughs> 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 like, that's what that reminds me.
<laughs> oh, I don't need proper shoes for the cold chamber because I'm Antonio and Fe- Frostbit. Jesse, what did you just send me? I sent you the guy that Steve is talking about. His name is David Goggins, and he just he exercises with no shirt on and he yeah. yells at you okay. for being not being motivated enough because you can't out-exercise him. Are, are you ready for this? Yeah. You wanna... You're not going to out-exercise me. <laughs> I get up most... at five. You want to hear it? And I yeah, go to yeah. bed at freaking it's, it's four. Headphones, like... Steve. Oh, I don't want to yeah. listen to him yell at me again. <laughs> I gotta find out which which one of these is the computer program, though. It's really the, sometimes. You know why you don't know which one is the computer <laughs> I think program? It's this one. Because I I know, and I've been up since five, and I've been grinding on the software. I've been grinding. So this is a different guy than Eric Thomas. By the way, you should check out Eric Thomas. But here's uh here's David Goggins. Goggins? I don't know. Okay. No, it's a hot motherfucker. Nice heat wave. Mother Nature's a pissed off motherfucker, but guess what? So am I. So who gives a fuck? Today I was running, and this guy passes me in the car. And it's about 100 degrees out here, 70% humidity. <laughs> and the guy comes back around, looks at me. He pulls his car by me and this says, This did not happen. Why the fuck are you out here? I said, because you're not. You don't know that. Sometimes your motivation needs to be because no one else wants to fucking do it. Mm-hmm. We need doctors. We need fucking lawyers. We need dentists. We need teachers. We also need fucking savages. This message I do is not for fucking everybody. <laughs> so I'm gonna see that soft bullshit about do you have sunscreen on? This message is dangerous. <laughs> I'm not asking you to fucking be like me. Do you stay hard? Can I stay hard? Can I sunscreen? Can I just say something? Please, everyone out there, wear sunscreen. No, yes. okay, it's yes. very, very important. <laughs> what, what's, what's that like? What's that like? Uh, to, hey, to the graduating class or whatever year it is, wear sunscreen. And now in 2019, fuck sunscreen. You wear sunscreen, you're soft. Please, wear don't sunscreen. you see me in my easy to carry running water bottle? Now I know my shit. You don't want to get skin cancer. Oh it's my not fun. Do you know? <laughs> All right, now, Steve. Steve, since you're the one on the show who's very good at impressions. Yes. Um, I have the David Goggins. So he, he gave a speech for a minute during that video. Mm-hmm. But that does not include the three paragraphs that he wrote underneath the video. <laughs> oh, my God. So I'm thinking that in the David Goggins level of intensity, you ought to read the Instagram caption underneath this video. At David Goggins, by the way, if you want to follow oh him and God. be a savage yourself. Yeah. We need dentists, but we also need savages. Savages. We need skin cancer and die early. <laughs> yeah, put that on the resume. What's more important than you being a doctor? Yeah. You being a savage. Going for a fucking run, that's what. <laughs> In a hundred degree weather. <laughs> 70% yeah. humidity. It says here you, you worked at Harvey's for two years. <laughs> and also that you're a, uh, you've been a savage for eight. <laughs> Who doesn't wear sunscreen? Can you take <laughs> us through that? <laughs> All right. If you are looking for soft, feel-good messages, maybe you should check out at soft motherfucker, as you are going to find them here. No one wants to see comments asking whether I'm wearing sunscreen or saying it is too hot and dangerous to be running in this heat. That is that was very proper, sir. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is too hot and dangerous to be. Running in this heat, or do you do anything other than work out? 
<laughs> Those of you who get my message understand. This is another. This is a such a key thing of the mind manipulation these guys do. We understand. Mm. Oh, you don't get it. We under. Yeah, they don't get it. You get it. You understand my shouting. They don't. Whoever they are. Those of you who get my message understand. It is about being better and getting better. It's not all caps. It's not about being like me. I am not encouraging you to go out, scorch your ass, in the fucking heat. And the <laughs> these are the things I do to get better and push my personal limits. I am that motherfucker who looks at the weather for the worst days, and while most people are avoiding them, I am running towards them. Yeah, you try- okay, I want to see you repost this during hurricane season there, Dave. I am asking whether you have 30 minutes or whatever it takes in your day to push yourself to get better. To do what you don't want to do. To push your perceived limits. You, you know what I don't want to do? Read five paragraphs under Keep an going. Instagram post. Keep going. A lot of other people, and, <laughs> I, and I, a lot of other people, and I have also talked about getting comfortable being uncomfortable. I want to apologize for that, as it isn't even about being uncomfortable for most people. It is simply about not being lazy. If 30 minutes or an hour is uncomfortable, while it may not be fun, it is a responsibility a we yeah. have to ourselves. There totally. you go. I agree. Totally. But they're not yeah. sunscreen things. Don't be lazy, but <laughs> totally. wear sunscreen. Totally. <laughs> None of us truly want to, to do it. Yeah. But it is those people who do it when they don't want to who... What the fuck? <laughs> when they don't want to... This is too much, Dave! Who uh, <laughs> separate themselves from everyone else. Yes. Thank you. Uh, yeah, blah blah blah. The softer, the you, softer are. you are on yourself, inevitably, the softer you will become. Any one of us can be a savage. But <laughs> you just have to be willing to do what others don't want to do. STAY HARD! Jesus, actual lord. He also looks a little malnutrition. You know, like, nah, it looks like he hasn't been eating. He doesn't look healthy. Yeah, like, like, well, here's what he, <laughs> he had Yeah, to say. well, Jesse, that's, maybe you ought to follow <laughs> at soft motherfucker. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, Hold I'm on. soft Hold motherfucker. Hold on, David's got more to say, guys. Oh. Well, the other day I got an email from this lady. No, you didn't. She truly enjoyed my book, but as she read it, she thought I was just crazy. So after she read it, she put the book down and started living her normal life. Just going back, paying bills, going back to work, complaining about shit. A few days later, she had time to think about the book, and it scared her. She thought, well, maybe this guy isn't crazy. And that's what scared her the most. Maybe he's here trying to show us human potential, what we're all capable of doing. A lot of people like to put titles on other people who are doing extraordinary things. It makes them feel better about themselves. Give them a get-out-of-jail-free card. I'm not crazy. I'm just not like you. In sports, there's a thing out there called load management. Oh. A lot of us like to load manage our lives. When you do that, you can find yourself right at normal. Get off that. Stay hard. <laughs> He's not a fan of quiet. Jesse, what did you just send me? Uh, another video. I don't know if oh, you want to God. take a look. Oh, no. So David has posted a video of a toe. It's his toe. It's his toe. And he's cutting And it's it. the best! 
the no, best toe. About what you're going through in life, what kind of pain you're feeling, or anything else, it comes down to how bad you want it. You know. That I want you to know what he's doing in this video before you watch it. He's poking sensitive content. He's poking his toe with a safety pin because he's letting blood out of it. Oh, I've done that. That's really what life's all about. It's how bad you want it. People don't really understand what you're going through. They they may think that that you're nuts or you're crazy. Um, no one's gonna hand you shit in life. That's one thing I realized a long time ago. A lot of times, I spend a lot of hours in my room just trying to heal up my wounds just to get back after it again the next fucking day. You can't visit this world. I used to come and visit this fucking world and think that that was going to be enough. Maybe visit it for a couple days, a week, maybe a month, like a boot camp or something like that. You feel good about yourself. But guess what happens? All that shit goes away. What the fuck is he you doing? Try to live in that moment for as long as you can. It's <laughs> poking the That smell. moment is just a feeling. It does absolutely nothing. Why is he poking the skin, not the nail? He's poking it because it's a blister on the side of his big toe, and he's letting the blood out of the blister. Now he only needs to poke it a few times, but he continues to poke it. <laughs> he continues just a prod so away. He's, at he's his making skin. it worse. Like you can you can poke it and squeeze the blood out, and and that I've done. Mm -hmm. But it's a blister, yeah. You don't need to. He's poked it probably fifteen times since <laughs> we started. <laughs> this entire time he's been talking, he's been stabbing his foot. No one gives a fuck about what you're going through. No one gives a fuck. Let me poke the shit out of my toe. No one gives a fuck. Now, here's give me validation for mutilating my foot. Also, ass licking. Let's talk about it. Oh, no ass lickers here. Yeah. Maybe you should follow at soft ass lickers. Jeez. Woo. Anyways. Ah. You can Igor, oh, just go out and achieve what you want to achieve. <laughs> As he friggin' listen, makes not, his toe into a waffle not fry. Not all of what he uh, says is wrong. There no. are very good lessons yes. hidden in some weird stuff. Yeah, you don't. Oh, here's the thing: God. it's like great lesson. Always continue to get better. I'm in. Yeah. Who gives yep. a fuck about sunscreen? I'm out. Wait, like, no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and like. Here's the thing, man. If you put on sunscreen, you can still go for a run. It's crazy, I know. Also, it's I had crazy. a very Canadian thought during that video. I'm like, man, go to the doctor. Oh, no, you gotta pay for that, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, man, go to the no, doctor. No, no, you can't do that. No. Why do that when I can just fuck with it with, with a pin? <laughs> also, I'm sure if, if it's 100 degrees outside, I'm sure you could find an air-conditioned treadmill to do your run Fuck that no. day. He, no! <laughs> he's picking the worst days on the calendar and he's running towards them! That's what he said. Direct quote. Listen, man, if it works for him, good for you. Yeah. But but also, also I mean, science is safe. <laughs> the world needs scientists. He's, he did say that, right? And they're but recommending also, that you put on some sunscreen. <laughs> the world needs scientists! People who have done lots of research! <laughs> This is contrary to everything I just said. <laughs> Fuck load management. Except for that one yeah. time where it won a championship. It won yeah. it yeah. championship. But also, <laughs> didn't work for Kawhi at all. It's no, you, but you gotta have that championship mentality. No, championship mentality mm. is uh, don't do more than you can. Or, or than sure. safe. Like Kawhi was resting his quad that he uh, evidently blew out. Mm -hmm. 
And, yeah. and no, and he should be playing the second half of a back-to-back against the Atlanta Hawks. Right? Because fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> because he picked the worst days of the calendar, and he just go right at him. Head first, no helmet, no sunscreen. <laughs> Yo, no cares in the world. No Yo, when we say yeah. that Antonio Brown's feet, am I right? He'd, he'd go right at them with the safety. I thing. know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is Antonio Brown doing, sitting out with his injury? Maybe, maybe he should get a second opinion from at soft motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus. Why is he wearing a helmet anyway? These guys who just throw a, I, 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 I would describe it as muscular word salad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just most of CrossFit is like that, and they just take advantage of people who want motivation so badly. And I'm and I'm just like, well, the guy, it's in that, yourself. That guys. video has been up for 24 hours. It's got 900 thousand views. Mm-hmm. So obviously, there's a lot of people that get a lot of motivation. I can see why, man. The message is important. It's great. Yeah. Work hard. Don't be lazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Push yourself. Good. Wear sunscreen. I I think it's the internet age. You know what? Uh, maybe he is trying to do a great thing, but every time I see someone post something like that, I'm just like, oh god, who's misinterpreting this? Exactly. And it's most people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there are parts of that you don't need to take literally. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are people. <laughs> who yeah, watch I'm gonna that. I'm gonna yeah. and I'm gonna put on a full. <laughs> it's like just winter jacket and run out in hundred degree. There are people who watch that and then take like a hundred pound tire and jerk their back and. Throw it somewhere. Yeah. Throw it. They're back in when 10 they, years. When they yeah. haven't worked out in twenty years. Right. right? Yeah. That's that's the wrong lesson to take from that. Yeah. This is just <laughs> hey, don't spend all your time watching TV. You know, do, do more than you did yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, like when you, it's funny when you go to CrossFit, it's like, oh, this is your one rep max. Cool. We're gonna subtract five pounds, and you're gonna do it a hundred times, right. and then you're gonna fucking vomit, and then you're gonna do it again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like um, that might injure somebody. There are other ways. If that works for you, great. But normally, you need to be in good shape to take something like that on, right? You can't really just start at that. Anyway, I'm glad that you brought that up, because that's quite funny. (laughs) I think we should check in with him from time to time. Get motivated, man. Get motivated. I heard these motherfuckers on a podcast. (laughs) Oh, man. If you shouted us out, you know how good that would be for you? Oh, my God. (laughs) Two bags of milk and Jesse. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't like what they had to say. (laughs) Uh, Are we doing a press conference today? We can. All right. Yeah, we can sure. always do a press conference. Uh, this one comes from at soft motherfucker. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> um, just just throwing this out there, the American election, which is not until, I think, not for 18 months. Oh you know, Canada's God. got an election in 72 days. We haven't heard a fucking thing about it. What? Is yeah. it? Well, we have a federal election. Like a... a new pr- potentially a new prime minister in 72 days. We have no idea. Wait, that's this... That's this year. Autumn. Yes. 72 days. 72 days. We haven't heard a thing. I knew it was no. ramping up. The American election's next November, and we're hearing about it now. That's crazy. That's how crazy or different our countries are. But... <laughs> when are the debates? Uh, there are the the Do democratic have debates? debates have already started. No, 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 Our ours. Debates. Screw oh. theirs. I would imagine probably when all the houses come back, and probably in September and October. Yeah, that's why. That's it. Yeah, it's a wow. short. Well, it, it, they spend significantly less on their campaigns per capita too. But I mean, yeah. I I don't care. Well, I do care how you vote, but you know what political spectrum I'm coming from. Although I do find this very funny. Now, one what? of the things that that you used to be able to get away with was when when it was only, you know, network media, if you slipped up, the networks would be like, well, they slipped up. Mm-hmm. But now, if you say something wrong, it gets twisted and turned and replayed a million times, and it's always on the internet forever. And Joe Biden yesterday oh, I saw said... This. 
poor kids are just as talented as white kids. <laughs> now, I think we know what he was trying to say. That's not from SNL, right? No, that's They're on hiatus for the suburbs. He so. said it. Uh, <laughs> And and he was saying it in front of the Asian and Latino Coalition Pack. What? What? He was he was in front of the Asian and Latino Coalition Pack, oh, okay. which is a pack. Oh, and, and so he oh, went up God. and said, "Poor kids are just." And again, you think he was probably trying to say something else, and Slip it came out that way. But I gotta yeah. say, I think that's really funny. I don't know why. Oh I just think God. it's like just the ridiculous well, no. shit that's gonna come. This is such a circus. It's unbelievable. No, so I saw that the other day, and I was like, "Well, that's him cooked." And then I went, oh, wait, no, no. it's 2019, and that doesn't happen anymore. No, no one's like, you, cooked. You can just say whatever <laughs> you want at oh. all times, by the way, with no consequence. As long um, as 30 to 50 wild hogs don't come for you. True. Oh, You're good. my God. Uh, as of 10 minutes ago, Raiders wide receiver Antonio Brown had a two-hour-long meeting with league officials today regarding whether or not he could wear his old helmet. How do you oh talk about gosh. a helmet for two hours? His NFL future could be riding on it. As in, he may just decide not to play. Oh my god. Over a helmet. He's been imagine? watching David Goggins' videos all day oh. and came to the conclusion he misinterpreted it. <laughs> That's the, every one of these videos is about my helmet and I will not bend. <laughs> oh, man. Here's some quick trivia from Real Cool Club on Reddit. So it's just going to be, uh, who had more points as a Toronto Maple Leaf? Oh. I'm going to give you two options. Oh. You got to tell me which one had more points. Okay. All right. Got it. Uh, we'll alternate. It's, uh, do, 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 do. I'm going to ask you five questions. Whoever gets the most right of these five wins. Okay. Patrick Marlowe or Jeff O'Neill? Adam, who's your pick? Jeff O'Neill. Steve, who's your pick? Patrick Marlowe. Marlowe. 84? Damn. O'Neill, 80. Wow. Steve, uh, you're going first this time. Who had more points, Kyle Wellwood or Connor Brown? Oh, my God. These are really good. I, thank yeah, you for doing this. One. Wow. Kyle Wellwood. Adam, who's your choice? This Whoa. is important. There's a lot of writing on this. Wellwood was a leaf for like four seasons. He was a leaf for quite I, a while. I'm going to say Wellwood. Wellwood. Both got that right. Uh, it's 108 to 99. Wow. wow. Yeah, yeah. So wow, it's that's uh, pretty tight. 2-1, Steve. Brown's rookie season was like unreal. Adam, you're going first. Clark MacArthur or Jason Blake? Clark MacArthur. Oh, Steve, who's your pick? See, Jason Blake. He a had lot, a couple good years. Yeah, a lot of Leaf fans are so down on him. But the but, Leafs just sucked. He was actually pretty good. Yeah, and like supposedly was like really like was a possession wizard too. Um, I will say Clark MacArthur though. Both incorrect. Jason wow. Blake. Damn it. One forty-one to one twenty-five. Wow. MacArthur yeah. only had one twenty-five. Yeah. But he had yeah. that one three. That one thirty goal season. We all yeah, just like, cool him. He has sixty plus points. <laughs> that whole line. Two wow. one. Steve still. Uh, second last question. Tyler Bozak or Nazem Kadri? Steve, you're first. Oh my God. That's tough. Yeah, that's a good one. That's tough. Kadri. I'm going to say Bozak because he played with JVR and Kessel. 365, 357, Bozak. Ah! 2-2. Ah! Wow. This is 2-2. This is where it comes this down to. This is it. Kuhlman or Matt Stajan? Adam, you're going first. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> Stajan was a leaf longer for sure. Yeah. I'm going to go with Kuhlman. Steve? Stajan was a leaf for so long. I'm going to say Stajan. Matt Stajan. Ah! 
223 to 195. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Wow. Oh, man, what a great question. Yeah, those are great. Just wow. That was excellent game. Oh, drama. Man. Every show. That was so good. Trivia stuff is yeah. the best. Next episode, we'll do who has more wins. That's goalies. Oh, yeah. okay. So, Interesting. Right. I like it. I like it. Well, <sighs> that was lots of fun, gentlemen. And, and here's the thing we're going to be back on Monday. Because it's Meatless Monday, baby. Yes. Oh. We can't miss a Meatless Monday. So we will see you on Monday so you don't have to fill up our DMs with what else are we doing? Hey! <laughs> and here's the thing. You know it's summer. Yeah. And you know there isn't a whole lot going on. So if uh, if the fact that Jesse talked about his vacation or we talked about Antonio Brown's feet or David Goggins running towards the bad weather because he's fucking intense bothered you, well, what would you talk about? And please hit me up. I'm, I'm ready, man. I can't wait. For like, it's gonna be too long between podcasts. And we're just gonna start getting hey at soft motherfuckers. Where's the new podcast? <laughs> My wife and I have this thing now uh-huh. where it's like we have our fake like workout motivation, and oh, so gosh. so it's it's it, we call it in it to win it. And so, uh, so, so one of the things we're doing to work out now is we take the baby to the park and we push the stroller up the hill, and it's a lot harder than you think. And then if if um, if one of us doesn't want to do it, the other one will be like, well, that doesn't sound like an in it to win it attitude. And, oh, then, and, then, no. and then you get up and you go, okay, fuck you, let's go. Oh, and God. <laughs> it's so bad because we're make, we're literally making fun of those people. But I, I love winding up my wife at the gym. Oh, Just, oh it sounds like uh, you're making excuses. How about you make an effort? Oh, oh, I love that. And then, you and then know you what get she hit does? in the face. Well, <laughs> when we do boxing, she punches really hard when I make her mad. She's got angry fists. This sounds, I'm not surprised. <laughs> scared. <laughs> scared her. This is my cry for help. I know who I'm picking in a fight. <laughs> oh my yep. god. Yep. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, we love you Thicker guys. Skull. Thank you so much for listening, especially to the midsummer episodes, you know. Yeah. Because. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk to you on Mon- Monday. Yeah. 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 Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness.